0: Hello, and welcome to Reanimated. This is the podcast about all things zombies, undead, and a little bit of coronavirus, just because we can't help ourselves. Uh, My name's Stuart, one of your hosts on the West Coast. And joining me from the Eastern Coast is H.A. Conrad in New York.
1: Hello, bonjour.
0: Bonjour, welcome. Come on in. We got some, uh, we're going to be talking about the last three episodes of the first half of Fear the Walking Dead season six, which is a mouthful. Uh, those episodes are Honey, Bury Her Next to Jasper's Leg, and Damage from the Inside. This season, for some reason, only had seven.
1: Hmm. I
0: think the reason is coronavirus. Uh, that brought, like, like with many things yep. in life these days. And um, there is no date for when that is coming back on the air, which is a yeah, little bit it's a little crazy. Uh, but, I, you know, I think it will be based on where they left it, which was in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so, But we have a little bit of news to get to first. And so... Oh AJ, why don't you kick us off with news?
1: It is it is twenty twenty. So coronavirus. Mm. We got the second vaccine on the way, hopefully to getting to getting um, approved uh, for distribution. That's the Moderna vaccine, uh, a little more stable and easier to to transport, given that it doesn't have to be like sub two thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but so that's that's coming out. So that's the positive news. The bad news is, is that the rates are super high. We we definitely hit over 300,000 deaths. Um, and, you know, we've got, I think, just a, a long way to go before everybody can get vaccinated. And there's questions about the amount of vaccine and, and what's what's happening with it. Um, so hopefully we will continue to get, you know out there and we'll be in line. We're definitely far back in the line. I think you are too probably. Are you? Or are you like kind of I don't know.
0: I don't know where um, I am. I haven't checked my uh status. Yeah. It might be who knows.
1: And as expected apparently in in certain places, uh well-to-do celebs and the like are asking for to jump the line ahead of frontline healthcare workers um to donate to charity and things like that. So I don't think that's a great thing. Not a great look, um, but it's not shocking, I'm um, I'm actually surprised we're even hearing about it. Um, and uh, Dr. Fauci has assured all children around the world that he has inoculated Santa Claus against <laughs> the COVID, well, so it's be. so so it's yeah. okay for him to come into your house. So that's all right. Um, but you know, we're we're they're they're kind of going towards almost a full lockdown here in new york at least that's what it sounds like um and restaurants had to stop doing the dining and all that stuff but you know onwards we're we're, we're just kind of taking it day by day here how about you
0: same yeah nothing no day survives
1: I know, without, I know.
0: without coronavirus you know inserting itself in there somehow right. um yeah. And also but.
1: because it's 2020, a new uh fungus has been discovered that apparently can turn like flies and sort of insects into zombies. So that's exciting. That was my only like news item <laughs> what, that I found today.
0: <laughs> what I didn't like about this headline was it was like Sci- I saw a few different articles that deal with this topic, and you know what if if flies have to go fine, but first they came for the flies, right h a
1: well, yeah, that's the worry is that it's um, obviously not just this yeah
0: and and my other concern is is this a new fungus that does this or is this just something that was always there and science has just discovered?
1: I don't know. it feels like if it was out there they probably would have discovered it um so I but yeah, I hope. guess I guess you know, um. It just seems like it seems somewhat newer and in different places. Once again, Denmark. So, you know, I have to say, Denmark's starting to be a little hotbed of zombie news these days with the zombie minks and things like that. So,
0: yeah, get it together, Denmark. I'm not sure Come what's on. going
1: on there, but this isn't positive. Um,. So anyway, um, so yeah, I guess you, it could be that it was, it's been around um, or it could be that it's been around and hasn't been doing whatever's been happening now. So um, either way, I'm not excited about it, but I put it in the notes anyway. Um, <laughs> Great.
0: Very excited about that. Thank you for adding that to my day.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think you found a couple, a couple of tidbits.
0: Yeah. So PBS is um, writing a kind of like a, a preview of a book by uh what's her name a lady last name ma i believe um the book yeah ling ma it's a book named severance and it was born out of the unlikely kind of like marriage in her head of watching a lot of terrence malick films and then also watching the walking dead and thinking how could i combine (laughs) how could i combine days of heaven and Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and uh, and she came up with a book named Severance, which is a, a zombie uh, or apocalypse survival book. So, I think it has. Um, well, I love Terrence Malick, Me and too. obviously, I love Walking Dead, and therefore, it's it can't go wrong, right?
1: This, this unholy union might be a good thing. Who knows?
0: Yep anyway so that's out there and i think uh, we, we might take a look we we've both read Survivor's song i think is the name of the book we both yep. read over the summer and then promptly did not review on the podcast Well, we,
1: we got too excited about getting into these things and i think that's yeah. what happened
0: yeah uh but then the other thing out there which is not exciting me to talk about it at all mm. is um this film called oh what was it called uh space zombies sh- from Snikies. hell it is a uh, movie, using that term very loosely, called Breach. Uh, it also has, it seems to have trailers under the name Anti-Life. Hmm. And it stars Bruce Willis.
1: Yeah, this is interesting.
0: And Tom Jane. Yeah. And several other recognizable people. And I find this extremely concerning. Yeah, <laughs> because it, it looks so bad.
1: It looks pretty bad, um, and th- especially the zombies look really bad. So I'm not I'm not sure about this. Um, the
0: comments on YouTube under the trailer are pretty pretty on point. Like I heard Nick Cage turn this down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. If you feel like being sad about the state of uh, of zombie trailers in the world go watch the breach trailer on youtube it is not exciting wow anyway
1: all right but let's talk about the the last three episodes of of this uh, fear the walking dead season Mm. um and we've got a lot going on in these episodes i actually think that you know there's uh there there's there's some that are there's one that's better than others or whatever but there's um and maybe again, this is could be a commentary on what happened given uh, the pandemic, and it felt maybe like they were stretching a little bit or stretching some things in terms of storytelling. Um, but I did feel, especially with one of these episodes, that it kind of fell into the fear of the Walking Dead trap—not all the walkies per se, but just sort of the sort cir- circular um, action. And, um, sort of ringing of hands and back and forth about things that I just thought was like, uh, uh it was, I just found it particularly tiring. <sighs> mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but let's jump into it. So we've got, um, the first episode, which is, would be episode five of the season is Honey. And that is, um, it's directed by, uh, Michael satras Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then... So let, let's let's hop into it, and this is where we've got our whole reunion with Sherry. Um, we've got a couple of happy moments Dwight has with Sherry, and this was the this was the thing I was talking about, um, and especially how they treated this episode, where I you know I had these moments in the last episode when she appeared, um, and then even a little bit in this episode about whether Dwight was actually um, this was actually happening or whether Dwight was like maybe hallucinating this. Um, and that's kind of how it opened up. Um, I don't know what, how you felt about it, but it, it, you know, it was almost like too good to be true, basically. Um, and it had a bit of a dreamlike quality. Like this is all that Dwight has wanted all this time. He finally gets it. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think that the moral of this whole this whole storyline is like maybe be careful what you wish for. Um, maybe the things that you are like sort of thinking about or the ideal and the pedestal you're putting somebody on. Um, isn't exactly what it actually is, or maybe they've changed or that kind of thing. So, um, you you know, so I I was feeling a lot of those feels during this particular episode.
0: Yeah, I got the, yes, and definitely be careful what you wish for. I think that's probably the good motto for this episode. And it really does feel like Dwight does not get, and, and Sherry, don't get very long to enjoy each other's company <laughs> even like, though they've actually had seconds. a week uh, no. <laughs> by what they there's only seconds in the episode but but they do describe it later as they've been together for a week shacked up in their in their uh, candlelit uh, studio apartment or whatever whatever this place is with with all the draft drafts the uh, however the the end of that initial scene where where Sherry goes into the kitchen for a fork and then She's part of the group that comes and abducts Dwight. And And yet the way it goes down is super
1: unnecessary. Very odd. Um, Yeah. And this was the part where it's like suddenly it was silent. She was gone. And it's this, creepy. It's very creepy, and so this was the part where I was like, "Oh, maybe he, maybe she's actually not there. Maybe he, maybe this isn't real." But then, uh, clearly, that's not what happened. She's with this group of people who uh, wear these incredibly freaky little masks. Which I have to say, where on earth have they all found such freaky little masks going well, on? They're there's kind a freaky of, mask
0: store in town. I somewhere. mean,
1: seriously, I don't know if I've ever seen masks like this anywhere. Um, anyway, they they capture him and then. Um, they've got him in this pool. Um, I also have to say from a tactical point of view, the echoes and the noise coming out of this, their particular hideout here seems to be not the best idea given Walker, you know, attraction to noise. Um, but you know, they, they, they have him, they have Al. And there's also this moment where he hears on the walkie that, you know, he's late for check-in. Uh, with Virginia's people and that Al was supposed to do that, do that so we already know that something's up there and then this group turns out to be holding Al hostage and they they want um they want information from from Dwight about where Virginia is cuz they want to kill her and all of this back and forth with them just seems like really weird and and not like they're going to kill him like and then Sherry no, They're going to kill Al no, but they're going to kill Al, but they're also, like, there's some, like, even with Sherry's involvement with this it seems super weird. Like, why would yeah. she do this to him? It doesn't feel, and even, I'm still bothered by this, even as we go down the road with the Sherry character. Um, and, you know, maybe she has changed and whatever, but why even bother to, like... Reunite with him in this way. I don't know. It just felt it just felt very strange and and honestly a little bit contrived and like okay we're gonna create a conflict here but this doesn't totally make sense.
0: This this episode has a lot of this back and forth conflict creation sort of stuff and and I was a little I was very confused at first and I might have misunderstood it when Sherry reveals herself to be one of the masked people and I'm like why would you have been like yeah let's do this weird charade for my husband. Uh, <laughs> who I definitely trust, and I've been with for a week um, before I unmask myself. Yes, agree. I'm one of them. It's it's just over the top, and it's so unnecessary. And so they, I thought that she described them as all like Virginia community rejects or people who have fled from her, and um, which made me think. So they've all been like under her thumb. They've all been part of her community. But I think later on they talk about how they are people who were dis dislodged by her. And maybe yeah. never joined because that would make more sense because when they're so mad at Dwight and Al for working for Ginny. And I'm like, Ginny literally press gangs people into working for her. Why would you be like, oh, we can't trust them? except that this season has tried to make us believe that somehow Ginny has this power to make people almost happily work for her. Yeah. Uh, Even though, even though she, she did it or they, they were forced to it under the threat of violence. And actually she killed Morgan as far as they all know. And it's like, it doesn't make any sense. But so I was confused, like Oswald or whatever his name is, Oscar, the, the, the dark haired guy. who was really aggro against Dwight and Al at the beginning is like, you worked for her. I'm like, it's, it kind of sounds like you did, too, maybe at some point. So I don't get it. But th- that might not have been the case. Well, was, they um,
1: describe them as rejects. So I think some of them are sort of people that escape from her. But some of them are. Yeah. Um, some of them are like, I think they described maybe they were rejected by her. But normally Virginia just kills those people, I guess. So I don't know.
0: Right. And um, so and when Raleigh then unveils himself in this same scene, did you need a refresher on yes. who Raleigh was? Yes, I did. Yeah, What did they do this for twice now? Two different characters, and it's going to keep happening as they bring in other people from the Gulch convoy I know. later on. Uh, there were there were like 40 people in that last season, and Raleigh wasn't even one of them. He no. was a bad guy.
1: Um, but
0: he was the guy I think they, they put in a refrigerator and left him in the middle of the road, and he's like, yeah, man, you guys saved my life. I, I don't really remember how his story ended, but I feel like that was where it ended, didn't it?
1: Um, there was not a lot, this is like a very, like, it's, it's like, it's almost like we're supposed to think that this character had a lot more meaning than he did the way they act. And I don't
0: remember it being positive.
1: And I don't, yeah, it wasn't. And I also don't know that, (laughs) like, I don't know. It just felt kind of like as as I said, these weirdly contrived moments that don't make sense to me and don't land, or at least it didn't land with me. Maybe I'm I'm wrong, and I would I would love to hear from people who disagree on this because maybe I'm missing something. Um, but that just felt very strange to me. Um, and then Oswald this is, also
0: gets a line uh, just to, before we end this pool scene where he's like, "We needed some insurance to ensure." your cooperation
1: yeah i know it's like really (laughs) really
0: dude i mean i know that they purposefully wrote it that way to maybe make him sound like an idiot but i don't i don't know that that was necessary
1: and then we've got you know and this is you know i think there's just so much of this in this episode this weird back and forth this conflict between these two groups i think this and i think that um and then we've got a lot of double and treble crosses um that remind me a little bit of a Jason Bourne film in that, you, you know, first you, you don't think they can double cross each other anymore, and then another thing happens, and yeah, you know, they yeah, just there's keep... a lot
0: of that, especially yeah. after Morgan gets involved because Morgan actually in all three of not in all three, but in two of these episodes,
1: yeah. he's coming Morgan up. Morgan with...
0: shows up. Uh, like he's just he's everywhere yeah. in this uh, he's, second he's, half of the season
1: he's definitely omnipresent man in these episodes <laughs> um but and in this case you know they they have this whole plan to to steal the the swat truck back um and you know and al tells like a thinly veiled lie about you know whether explosives will will take care of it or not and then they yeah. get you know like and they go through this whole thing and it's a very look i thought the scene was kind of it was a little silly because I just don't think horses, I don't know, maybe it was slower than I was thinking, but they had this whole horseback. It was basically a train robbery scene or, or like a yeah. stagecoach uh, scene. That's what it felt like to me, which I thought was actually a little bit Indiana Jones. And I thought that was actually a lot of fun. Um, Do you Remember the
0: last time Al also described her MRAP as an invincible tank and yes. then the door fell off at the yeah, stadium? Yeah,
1: totally. And so that's was a little bit calling, of
0: this. I was calling her uh, mentally on that. And then she did later say, I was. Lying, yeah mm-hmm. um dynamite might blow it up and i'm like okay well that was all right yeah sure they, they she couldn't let them blow it up because they really want this mrap to stay on the show even though it's been bad it's been a bad thing yes the but beginning. they just
1: can't they just can't quit it They I can't, can't quit you man <laughs> um so you know they so that was like kind of a fun scene and morgan of course makes his heroic um, entrance drag and again this is like such a western kind of visual thing that they're going for here where he's like dragging uh the driver i forget the guy's name um dra- dragging him by like with a rope he's got his yep. like duster on um yeah. it's pretty i mean it's pretty it's funny a it's, it's a, lot. a lot um and then they this go. Is also
0: this scene reminded me of two episodes ago in the mandalorian where uh, they were yeah. driving those those trucks through the jungle and mm-hmm. and the opposite thing was happening right so so, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. Yeah, obviously this is a very derivative sort of action sequence, but it was it was kind of fun. The, the one thing that I would say is the guy uses the the saws, the the machine guns, in the on the side of the truck. Oh yeah, truck, no. They do nothing. And it just and demonstrates how useless. Yeah, this thing totally. Because they have a
1: very narrow. Uh, like you can avoid them if you really want to. If you're like you know, and that that's exactly what happens here. Um, yeah
0: and you can't even move them without turn like driving the truck and turning it like that's that's how you adjust fire and that's an absurd thing for yeah, yeah it does okay We've already uh, well, talked and also about how bad let, is. let let's
1: also talk about you know they're okay they're they masks they're all wearing masks but okay Dwight's face is so damaged by that burn that even yeah. with the mask you can see who it is there's no yeah. question about who it is and so they're all like oh my god you let your mask fall or the guy saw your face and it's like the guy would have known who he was from a million miles away <laughs> like and yet like,
0: when he sees his face he's obviously has no idea who Dwight is right he could which, describe him. But he doesn't, he's never seen him before. Barely. Yeah. Right.
1: And, and so that I thought, sorry, that's an aside, but it was something that was just seemed ludicrous to me. Um, And then, you know, they, they bring him back and there's this whole back and forth because they basically are, are threatening to torture him threatening to attack like basically they're using very negan tactics here and that's a little it's that's a lot of what the conflict in this episode is it's like who are you now um and what are you doing and and you know there is Mm. the arguments between um dwight and and sherry mainly but it's they're just sort of the pin they're basically the example of the conflict between the two groups and Um, you know, Morgan's got his own thing where he, you know, I have to say, and we talked about this in, in the last, in our last discussion, which is that, you know, Morgan's idea that they're going to go and start this whole new thing away from Virginia that Virginia will never find, um, is insane because it's not a, a super hidden place. It's not. Even built up, and he's making all these promises about this place. This basically it makes it sound like it's this hidden valley somewhere that they have a magical word that can can hide it from Virginia and her cowboys. And
0: yeah, so Wakanda, just, this is not.
1: Yeah, no, it feels very strange. Um And so anyway, he and you know he does have some valid concerns that she's going to hurt their people, and obviously he's got a very specific concern because he you know is worried about his his lady and her baby and uh like he wants to see grace and that's like been his motive so it's really not as much for the big group as he would make everybody believe but um i i understand that but i am really bothered by all these like huge promises that he keeps throwing out there um about this i kind of
0: thought it was uh, interesting when when dwight is when dwight morgan are having kind of one of their many arguments in this episode and dwight says look if grace was asking you to do this what Sherry is asking or you know what Sherry is doing right now don't try and tell me you wouldn't be on top of this and doing it because and I thought when Morgan was like damn at the end of that conversation I thought he was seeing the truth of that in fact I think he was just seeing that Dwight was not going to be turned from this course of action and that leads them to try to double cross him and Sherry I also thought it was really interesting motivation that Sherry has no real personal stake in this fight against Virginia nope Other than that she equates her with Negan and she wants to take her down because Negan basically, you know, Negan destroyed her husband's persona and raped her and forced her into a marriage and all these other things.
1: Well, and it's also, she said outright to to Dwight that she did have the chance. Like she could have, Mm -hmm. in in her mind, she could have ended it and killed Negan um, because he was quite vulnerable around her and did not take the chance to do that. So she views this as maybe a way to redeem herself over that or maybe as a way to not continue things. Now, I will say that despite the shortcomings of Virginia's community and leadership style, this this isn't the same... um, generally, the things that were happening in the Negan community, um, not the horrific things. I mean, super horrific things are happening, but it doesn't, you know, it's somewhat insidious because it's not quite as in your face, I think. It, as in It's the, a
0: little more of a white picket fence yeah, version of the saviors. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: it's still happening, but not in the same in-your-face kind of way and not with the same demonstrations of, say, burning yeah. people's faces with irons and things like that, although she obviously did leave uh, Janice out to be uh eaten by zombies um but that wasn't you know a huge public thing um so so anyway um there this is the whole thing and ultimately um you know she does the the attack doesn't happen on virginia but it doesn't matter because she didn't show up anyway um and you know they they sort of uh, pretend that Al and, and Dwight are dead. They dress up uh, walkers like them. Um, I thought it was kind
0: of interesting when when Al and Morgan are like, I didn't quite understand why they were fighting so hard for Dwight not to go through with the attack. Yeah. Uh, except that Virginia wasn't there, so then they should have not done it. Agreed. Like, it's not, there's no point in killing right. six rangers. There apparently are hundreds of rangers. I don't know where yeah. they all are, but there's a lot more. And, and when Al is like, this isn't your decision to make to Dwight, I'm like, well, why not? Who's right. Then whose is it? I mean, I, I guess the, the counter argument to Dwight doing and Sherry going through the attack is they still have people inside the system. Yeah. But that's uh, when there's clearly like an entire rebellion out right. here in the wilderness. I don't think the Gulch are necessarily the first – the first people who they, uh, Virginia would turn on. Uh, by the end of this third episode, we're looking at today. Obviously, she she changes. She she goes for it right. because she decides that Morgan is still this thorn in her side. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's just a little odd to me that Al and Morgan fight this ambush w- so vehemently, but then they also are by the end of the episode, everybody's gone off to live at the lake.
1: Right. And then you know, Dwight's leaving his little sign for for sherry to find them eventually um and they're taking some of the people from, like, Nora and the people from that building along with them. Uh, so, you know, they bring them back. I have a feeling Nora is going to be a bigger, maybe a bigger role uh, since we've now seen her. But who knows? Maybe we'll see her three seasons from now and it'll be like, remember me? Like, <laughs> remember me?
0: I'm Nora. But like, wait, what? Can we yeah. please get a recap at the beginning of the episode? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, I was also a little bit thrown by Sherry's constant like back and forth between, like, we've got to go after Virginia. We cannot, you know, there's no... No two ways about it, but Dwight, you have to be nicer. I can't let you be a bad guy anymore. I'm like, all right, make your mind up, dude. You're you either want to murder somebody, or you want your husband to be a nice person, right?
1: And it felt very. I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you. Just even in some of Dwight's uh, actions, even when we saw him uh, do the sort of quasi interrogation that he was stopped from doing. that it was much more of a return to who he was with Negan. So yeah, but he
0: didn't actually hurt the guy. He didn't.
1: And I don't think he was intending to, but I think that that's what you were trying to, I think that's what they were trying to do is to draw those parallels. And so really, you know, he is a different person with this group and maybe he's a better person because of this group. So maybe Sherry isn't the best person for him anymore. So that's, that's the other part of this. Um, Uh, but, you know, I think we're ready to jump into the next, uh, the next omnipresent Morgan episode.
0: (laughs) Wait, he's not in this episode. No, I'm
1: teasing. That's, that's, you know.
0: He almost, he He almost almost admitted to it, but he wasn't. Yeah.
1: Right. So, um, this is, this is definitely a, a June episode. Um, and the opening, you know, little, little credit thing tells you so, tells you so. Um, Well,
0: the opening is with that lady jogging through the woods and uh, she's like a logger for Virginia's community. Turns out she may be associated with the end is the beginning people, and this is kind of a scene to let you know that Virginia is leery. She's on to these people. She knows that they're out there.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, doesn't really tell you much more than that. But she thinks that they are an existential existential threat. Well, to her and
1: honestly, society. they seem pretty creepy. They're willing to kill themselves. Um, that was a
0: that was a lot. Yeah, yeah, a,
1: um, um, no, but I mean the opening credits when they do the art in the beginning, it's it's oh, that too, uh, it's June. Um, but, um. You know, so so that's the that's the sort of you know, you we have a little bit more of the end of the is the beginning people. And we don't yet know what they're doing, what their motives are, but it doesn't seem to be good for Virginia's team. Um, and then we've got uh, a lot of June and Sarah. they're running this really it it seems kind of crazy to me because it's like, this doesn't even make sense. They're running basically a mobile sort of medical unit um, in the
0: back of the uh, the old uh, freighter truck, eighteen wheeler.
1: Mm. And they do this a pretty- is a
0: this is a pretty interesting scene. They try to do an ap- uh, emergency appendectomy yeah. on this guy um he dies seconds into it yep (laughs) and then turns in 45 seconds on screen with no cuts
1: it's one of those convenient things that he turns so quickly and um this is the thing though uh, and this is what bothered me about the scene maybe you can get that june is tired because she seems very tired and she's upset because she feels like she's being useless and can't actually save people in fact in this case she'd never done an epidectomy before so she's like going with a book she's having sarah hold it for her all this kind of crazy stuff i'll admit i had i couldn't watch even the cut like it was just stressing me out quite a bit Mm -hmm. just imagining how unsanitary this whole thing probably was um but you know there's no way she's not used to people dying and she gets what that means when they die. Um, and then Sarah basically takes out the dude. Um, but it comes pretty close. There's like a dramatic thing where he like takes her off the, the Mm -hmm. table. And, um, I, you know, maybe it's just the exhaustion, but it kind of feels like she would be like, they probably tie people down or something, especially if they're doing this. I mean, they give him a sedative, but he's not fully out. You know what I mean? So, I feel like they would have had something in place to avoid this scenario specifically but they don't yeah. and that's yeah. the that's the the deal um and um you know at, she's exhausted and tired and and feels like downtrodden and um after this they're supposed to go on to they they kind of go from place to place they get called where they needed and uh, John shows up, uh, to drive her to the next thing. And then they get called to, uh, the, uh, where the oil fields are because there's been tank a tank down. A, yeah. But in the midst of this, John Dory is looking pretty rough. He's been. We know he's in a bad way anyway, mentally, given the the episode about him uh, that we saw. um, Aside from his poor tooth, but he looks rough, um, and he basically tells June that he's dying and that he they need to get away. He's got this whole plan to go back to his old cabin. Where
0: do you land on this? I mean, jumping right to the end. I mean, we can talk about the Tank Town action and whether or not June should have done what she'd done, but. is she right or is he right? She's like, I want to save people. I want to help people. I want a hospital. And he's Um, like, I just need to survive. And I don't think I can survive.
1: I think that because he's seen more than her, he's seen how things are going. And he was especially, I mean, look, it wasn't just what happened, um, with Janice, but it was, you know, he basically can't deal with what is basically the Neganism of this town, the fakeness, um, and the kind of underlying negative and, and horrible thing it doesn't it doesn't jibe with his set of values, and um, I think that she clearly knows that based on some of the stuff we hear from her in this episode, and she knows that he's in a she knows that he's like in a crisis mode. So I think that you know if you know this about your significant other, you know, and he even says it, he gives her a chance. And, and again, not meaning to be to the end of this episode, but let's just talk about it. Um, basically, She she's not hearing what he's saying, and and he basically tells her what he's going to do. So I don't think it's really surprising that he basically decides to abandon everybody and go off and maybe get his head straight, um, because he's basically going to his cabin. I think we can assume, um, because that was his plan. And June is now somehow all in because they've given her a mobile hospital. I also don't really believe that. This is something that I think it's
0: a, not a mobile, I think it's a oh, immobile sorry, hospital.
1: E-mobile hospital, like a, a center. Um, yeah. And my, my issue with this is that she also knows exactly who Virginia is. and I don't think that there is any trust there, no matter what she did and no matter how she saved it. The fact is, um, I don't see that Virginia is she, Virginia's unstable. Um, so I don't know that I would put a ton of stock in any of this stuff. Um, if I were, if I were June and yeah,
0: I was kind of hoping that they were going to kill off Virginia in this episode. They, they came very close. Didn't they
1: did, but now they have Um, cool steampunk. They can dude.
0: Oh yeah. Very, very steampunk, uh, sling, but they still haven't developed her enough. And, and so I guess they still kind of need to do that and maybe they're going to, they, they hinted at some more development in the episode with Dakota that comes up next like in terms of her backstory a little bit. Um, but she's still like really not very, very clear as a, as a villain, as anything, except that her motivations are muddy. And she seems to make a lot of decisions that June certainly disagrees with in this episode where she delays the medical care of the people who are injured at tank town to try and get answers because the end yep. is the beginning is painted on something. yep, And that leads to a kind of a catastrophic, Zombie munching fest in the back of the eighteen wheeler.
1: I mean, is a this part kind of
0: scene. this
1: part was sort of like okay, you know these people again. These people are all injured and close to death. You guys don't have some kind of mechanism to strap people down or to keep this from happening. You One have been treating you have been <laughs> treating everybody. You you know that this is a possibility, and you're in. The, I get that it's like a, a tough situation. Um, I admit I also laughed when it turned out that basically all the people they tried to rescue were now, like, walkers. Um, mm-hmm. But it just seemed totally avoidable, and so it annoyed me because it just seemed kind of like they know better than this. But, you know, there's that. Um, and so um, I, the things I did like about this episode is, you know, Tanktown is kind of blowing up all around them. I did like the—I thought that some of the things just in terms of with Virginia and June and and— them being trapped was actually kind of a cool little thing. Um, and, you know, I, you know, it's not shocking that Virginia gets bitten and then is like, oh no, like I, I need to be saved. And it's kind of funny because you know, she's going to try to like cut the, her hand off and won't let her do it. And so I thought that was an interesting thing there back and forth. Um, yeah. But again, It felt
0: like she waited too long Yeah, and, I think, and then also didn't cut. I would have thought by this point, she'd need to cut it off either at the elbow or the mm. shoulder. Like, it seems like she's having very close to the bite.
1: She's got too much. There's too much talking Um, there. There's the circulation is probably not going to be. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. I think she definitely waited too long. Um, But. Um, but you know they they gave a little bit of backstory that we expand upon in the ex- next episode where Virginia is just like Dakota's everything to her, and that's what causes June ultimately to save her, um, and to get something she wants, which is the hospital. Um, we also get to see uh, uh, Lu- Lu- Luciana in this one and we- and Wes. Um, Luciana
0: needs her own freaking episode. Like yeah, I know they I'm waste tired. her. I'm so tired of her not getting. Getting like the spotlight, and I don't know if they thought like she's running Tank Town, but that you know what—that mostly happened almost entirely off screen. It did. Sure, she has like four, five, six lines of dialogue in this episode, but she needs her own damn episode.
1: Not she needs her own episode and also they need to just have her as a leader because man this is the person that was leading an entire like town before and
0: well, She was she was like second in command still, to Alejandro but, but still, still yeah, come yeah, I, on. I take your point.
1: And and she's such a cool character and I just I agree with you. I think they waste her on this and it's it's kind of annoying. Um and we also get the return of uh Wendell here which is which is fun but we see him for like 5 seconds. Yeah, Um, and you know there. So, like, I thought that this was at least there was some some things going on this episode, but there did feel like there was a lot of filler, much like Virginia. You're crazy. Will I? Won't I? Kill you? You know that kind of thing. Um, and you know, also a
0: zombie with like razor blades taped to its fingers in this episode. There's. There's, some, There's some question marks. Here. Yeah.
1: And I think we're supposed to assume that it's the end is the beginning people doing that, that this whole tank town thing was orchestrated by them, which is also why Virginia is in a tizzy. And she's assuming that um, that Wes did this because he had art supplies. Um, and so that's the the insane thing. Um,
0: when, when they were mentioning Wes a few times when they were running at a tank town and I was like all right, who the, I give up. Who the hell is Wes? You know, he was the Raleigh for me for this episode. But then I see him, and I'm like, oh, that's that's right. Yeah, that's no, Wes. he's,
1: at least, he was a main part of their, their little crew, so that's, you know. Sort of. Um, but in any case, that's, we, we go on to this next episode, um, which is um, the last one of the season. Um, this is the damages from the inside. Um, and... Um, so we've got um, an appear- another appearance by Dakota. She's in a convoy, uh, being led by Strand, or or being sort of uh, sort of the commander is Strand for this case. And and we don't know. Ex- I mean, I guess she's being brought to a safe house. I don't even know why. But um, we've got a lot of the Rangers here, and um, it quickly devolves into this uh, melee. So. Um, the rangers all end up as walkers. There's clearly some, some subterfuge going on here. And when he, he goes to help and when he comes back, Dakota is missing. Um, and we see the, the car that she was in, it's empty. There's lots of stuff all over it. Like, you know, so there's a question about whether she got attacked or not. Um, and then of course, Strand and the ranger with him, um, are freaked out because obviously Virginia's going to probably kill them if uh samuels is the name of the other ranger um like if she realizes her sister is out there or being kidnapped or whatever and because she's going to blame the people that were in charge of it um and obviously strand enlists the help of alicia and charlie to find dakota conveniently obviously Um, no i'm saying it's it's ridiculous um
0: yeah (laughs) Strand. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense that he would bring her into this after the way he treated her. And it backfires in the way that is should have been extremely transparent to him based on how their last interaction went, where he sends her away and it's like, I, you're not my friend anymore, basically, that uh, I, I have to be someone else now and that can't happen well, with also, you around and blah, blah, blah.
1: But also, if it's the whole thing where he's trying to keep her safe and he's dragging her back into the Virginia stuff, that's the antithesis of what he was trying yeah. to do in the first place. So that seems right. silly. Um and, you know, they go off and suddenly Alicia is like an expert tracker and can find people in this way, which I thought well, was know. like, you know, okay. Yeah. Um, she's got her little uh, gun, whatever her little stabby thing is.
0: Browning um, yeah. barrel. Yeah. Um,
1: and Charlie is, you know, Charlie's there right alongside her. I do like how they're making Charlie a little bit more grown up. Um, but she again, she doesn't have a ton of lines. She isn't as sassy as she was even as a little Shh. kid. It's but she does like, come
0: through with some pretty clutch stuff in does. the middle of this episode. It's just that she doesn't find the vein, but she like basically she takes out the the, the bad guy. you know yeah. the bad guy not 100% but it's a pretty sweet move and uh, i was like yeah that's charlie that's her
1: yeah um and so i was glad to see that um let's talk about some terrifying things in this episode so this is like
0: this was definitely they were trying to channel some horror right yeah yeah this is like, like
1: definitely like island of doctor moreau crap um yes i was uh, but when they
0: when they finally did the reveal on all the adjusted zombies oh, yeah. I was like this is like, super moreau, and they've right? seen
1: them you know they've seen the zombies they're like all sort of like you know mutated there's like animal parts on them antlers all sorts of weird things going on um you know and the explanation for this is kind of insane anyway um and like i don't even know um But basically, Alicia finds this old lodge and goes in and, you know, finds the one squeaky board and she sees this dude basically augmenting uh, walkers in a creepy ass way um, and while looking for Dakota and ultimately... like seriously in terms of like horror this is one of like the things i like like the idea of somebody being incapacitated in this way and then being strapped to a table i think speaks to uh many people's fears of of not being in control and and being under the control of somebody else that's totally nuts um and so when she when they have alicia wake up on the slab i did not think that things were going to go the way that they did, like it felt like things were going to be really upsetting. Um, like she would suddenly
0: have antlers on her head? Or-
1: something uh, that it was, you know, it's quickly turning into this torture porn, which is an element, a horror element, a genre that I really freaking hate. Um, but in any case, no, he just he was just, you know, putting her out to calm her because he thought she might be one of the bad people looking for Dakota. Um And then, you know, there's this whole back and forth in this house. They can't get out. It's all blocked up.
0: He's boarded them in. Yeah. But not before Charlie has snuck in. Because Alicia left her out in the woods and was like, don't come in. Or I forget what her instructions were. But Charlie, of course, is like, "Uh, I'm going to go in. Uh, And then she's in there, but he... He doesn't know that she's in his house for the longest time, yep. like a day and a night or yep, something. Yep. There's a so long time where, but... where
1: Charlie's kind of sneaking around in this very, you know, Creepy finite house. amount of space. Um, yeah. So as it turns out, he's just, you know, a friendly little taxidermist who had hidden out here with his wife and his daughter and. And just decided to augment things, things to keep people away. So he said, but I think he's just doing these because he's weird.
0: Yeah. He's way too into it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, And I
0: I don't know that I ever really bought he was not such a bad guy uh, thing Uh, by the end of this episode. Other, other than his superhuman ability not to die when he's impaled by a giant like ox horn.
1: Yes. um, that doesn't
0: make any sense. It's um, like having a full conversation and standing up and talking to Alicia. I'm like, dude, you're not standing up. You no. have a thing through your chest. Yes,
1: you're, you're done. Uh, who knows which organs those have impaled? Um, Most
0: of them, I think.
1: Um, but, you know, th- then it, like – we i will say the camera work and making this all seem like a horror film is great um the lighting mm-hmm. is great the angles are oh, great it's
0: super dark yeah, it's, it's a very dark episode it
1: is a really dark episode um and you don't fully you never fully i mean look how can you ever fully trust a dude that straps somebody to a table and like Puts them out with um, sedative. Like, they're, yeah. they're, you're never going to fully trust him. Even if the dude had lived, I think you're always going to be giving him a bit of side eye. Um, but
0: when, when they decide to stay there overnight, which is, a, you know, they're like, they, they explain to him that he's the Dakota's Virginia sister, they have to go where she's going to come after her and blah 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 and he seems to accept that but he doesn't yeah alicia i think at this point the, it's clear what they have to do which is stay awake all night like there's <laughs> no way you go to sleep in this no, house no and, and alicia is even like you go to sleep dakota i'm gonna keep watch first thing of course that she does is not keep watch over yep. dakota and goes into the radio room and tries to make this deal dakota for yep. charlie and alicia's freedom not a bad deal kind of sucks for dakota who is literally just a, like a teen yep. girl and not cool alicia but you know them's the stakes but then alicia after making that radio call and not changing the channel which gets in her trouble later she passes out mm-hmm. on the couch just yep. her and she and uh, Dakota are just asleep charlie is apparently like in a room pacing somewhere yeah it's again it's just kind of a funny yeah. thing to me is like poor charlie uh, she's not exactly keeping watch but she is smarter than alicia in yeah. not not going to sleep
1: yeah and charlie has a plan you know she 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 takes it upon herself to sedate Ed and she's like, all right, we're getting out of here now. (laughs) And, and, um, you know, she, she doesn't hit the, the vein, I guess. So that makes it, um, that makes it, that makes it more difficult, but, um, you know, at least Charlie's trying to get things done and she does it a lot more clearly. She's able to be a lot more stealthy than Alicia has been this entire time. Um, and in the end, uh, we do, you know, Ed, is sort of much like you know. It, it he becomes the victim of his own creatures, though he seems to kind of embrace it in a creepy oh. ass way. Yeah, that um, was his.
0: That was his idea of quote unquote slowing them down yeah. was just to be like, eat me,
1: everybody, eat me with my antler, and they all surround him in their creepy augmented way. Um, but you know, Alicia and Charlie and Dakota run into Morgan and Strand, and um, yeah. This, yeah, this is this, this is again. Cabin, it was
0: amazing that people hadn't found it sooner because then everybody was finding it.
1: Yeah, suddenly it's, like, on the map. Um, But um, there is, um, you know, there is that whole... Once again, it's the same debate as we saw in the last episode, which is this whole, uh, do we kill Virginia? Don't we kill Virginia? Do we go and start our own thing? Or don't we? Do we use uh, Charlie... uh, Not Charlie, sorry. Do we use Dakota's bait or not? And, you know, ultimately... It just puts the old team members against each other. And look, I have to feel like they have to have some better communication skills. And ultimately, Strand's idea was to try to keep the whole group safe. So I don't believe that this is ultimately where he's going to go. And I think we're meant to believe, "Uh uh-oh, bad Strand's back. Um, I think he still has a few different uh, tricks up his sleeve because he's Strand. Um, He
0: certainly feels by the end of this episode where he's like, Crowing about you know very pregnant Grace and saying let's who do you want next and he feels he's selling it very well. Oh, he's selling he it
1: well, but I still don't believe that this is what's going to ultimately happen. I think that's what they want us to think. We do get to see pregnant Grace, which is great, um, and you know Virginia suddenly has all of her trust in Strand, which I think is really odd, um, but okay. And um, it just it- makes
0: her seem desperate and and way like even less uh organized and and less of a of leader a potential right. leader for this group Although, like um, hill is a scarier yeah. way scarier dude than she is it seems like just mostly because of his his aspects but think. now she
1: has her little punchy leather metal hand i mean come on that's she pretty does badass have that.
0: but it just um, feels like it's her hill and that other guy marcus who um yelled at alicia and strand at the beginning of the show
1: yeah and um, it doesn't
0: yeah, there's just there's not enough there, not enough. They Oops.
1: haven't done a good job at developing her as a character, and I mean, even in this episode, we hear from Dakota that Virginia killed their parents. Well, we don't know whether Virginia killed their parents because they were walkers or what, and we don't know whether her parents were abusive, which is something given Virginia's behavior would would probably make sense. Yeah. Um, but you know, I agree with you. I think that they have not done an incredibly good job at making. Her character—it's—it's it's just a very, like, it's a very superficial character. We don't understand, and maybe that's—that's that's what they're waiting for. But I feel like even when we saw her in the last season, it was incredibly weird to like, that she would be putting this much effort into trying to uh, tamp down this group of people. Um, yeah. When honestly, like, look, even even with the places that they have going on. They are on horses. They don't have the resources that, like, say, the CRM does. And yet it they try to make you think as if she and her people are all seeing, you know? So it's this weird dynamic where either she is or she isn't, but they don't know. It's almost like they can't decide what kind of a villain she is. Is she a delusional villain who just thinks she has this power or does she actually have this power? I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't sit well and it kind of doesn't make the... And because of this, you don't know really what to think about it in terms of the show so yeah um, she's it,
0: having to make a lot of deals in these last two episodes one with alicia obviously where she agrees like without really hesitating for too long to for a dakota in exchange for alicia and charlie to go free and then in the previous one she makes the deal for the hospital kind of on pain of death right and um it does, i would say the oil the tank town episode definitely does develop her better than any other one we've seen because right. she talks about She's like, you know, mindlessly or one track mindedly going after the information on the, the end is the beginning people at the expense of her, the lives of her of her community, which then she also is like, all I do is, you know, everything I do is for the community, et cetera, et cetera. You don't really believe that because we're seeing that she's just let 30 people die or so. Right. So it, it, there is development there, but it's also just like not strong enough. I think it, it's a little wishy washy, even though. I'm glad to see her character getting more lines and to say things that are morally ambiguous because that that helps you uh, with her development even though it's not clear if she's a good guy or well she's definitely not a good guy but how much of a bad guy she is mm.
1: well and then the other thing that just kept sort of resonating with me um, when we saw her in Tanktown and then also this particular episode is that she relies on people's quote unquote loyalty well you know and we know from all of these this whole season and and you know um, from what we've seen about the different denizens of her uh, her little civilization, um, that she's kind of forced these people into this. So there's no such thing as loyalty from people that you're forcing into positions they don't want to be in. So even like the stuff with even dealing with June and dealing with John Dory and dealing with Strand, I don't like believe that she would have this trust in them that she purports to have. Um, no. Because even with John Dory, like he was, you know, kind of. Defying her and and doing this investigation, even though she didn't want him to. She used him as a tool in order to do something she wanted to do and to make an example out of Janice. But um, it's sort of like you're going to constantly have these little rebel, these rebellions. And as we see with the end is the beginning people, this is something that bothers her tremendously. And it's upsetting to her. So... I don't do do you, I don't feel like she would have trust in anybody. Um, so I don't know. It, it's it's an odd thing that I'm trying to see what where they're going with it, and maybe when they eventually start, when we get to see this again, who knows when? Maybe they will flesh that out a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's difficult because I think they've built up the, these key, these this key community as this like really spread out, widespread group of different uh, outposts and, and uh, compounds. And that is like also its greatest weakness. That she yeah, sure, so she has like access to a, a real wide variety. She has an oncologist, for instance, and she has her mobile uh medical truck with June and, and Sarah at the beginning of um, the you know the second episode we talked about. But also the end is the beginning people are infiltrating not only her mill, but also uh the tank town. And so it's like the community is, is vulnerable in, in a way that seems really easy to fix, which is consolidate. Right. Uh, and, and she has, clearly is not going to consider doing that. It's also really weird at this point in the in the season that we haven't met an end-is-the-beginning person who hasn't been killed. Right. Uh, and, and so, so we, I don't know how yeah. they're going to develop that faction.
1: Well, and we well. don't know what they're – I mean, we know sort of what they're about, but we don't know exactly what they're about. I mean, the razor blades on the walkers and some of the ways they've been – I mean destroying a resource like Tanktown seems kind of crazy to me given that maybe you want to use that resource for yourself. Um, but you know I am sure we'll find out more about them in the next in the next season but they've they've yeah. st- started to uh, um, you know um, uh, well, well, maybe I think that they're just sort of hinting at that. So that will be maybe the, the main big bad in the next in the next season. Oh, it
0: better be. And I think it's we, we've got nine episodes probably, I hope, in the next half of the season. Yeah. We don't know when that's going to come. There's a few loose ends that I think it's going to be really important for the writers and the showrunners to underscore and draw links back to, you know, December of 2020, whenever they get around to putting out the next episodes, <laughs> because we're going to have this problem with Raleigh and Janice all over know, again. It's gonna be like, I Oh, I was the man with the knife who killed Cameron. And we're going to be like, who? Who are Who's you? Who's Cameron? <laughs> um, so, you know, and if they even decide to to show us who was the murderer of Cameron and that led to Janice's death, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we might never get that. And I don't. I, and that's kind of the feeling I have is that this show might just never tell us who who yeah. done it. And that's totally possible.
1: Um, but anyway, I would love to hear what people think about these last three episodes. So if you, um, have thoughts, send us an email, uh, reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a note on the site, reanimatedpodcast.com, or you can tweet at us, reanimatedpcast is the handle. Um, and I guess, uh, what are we wa- talking about next time?
0: Oh, good grief. Well, we had, uh, we
1: can talk uh about- there's,
0: there's a loan. I think, or is it Alive? The the one of the, the, that movie that was out that we could, there's that movie.
1: What movie? Is it Alone
0: or Alive? The one with Donald Sutherland.
1: Oh, yeah. Didn't we, did we already watch
0: that? We watched the Korean version of it. Well, next time we're going to be doing something <laughs> and you will find out what it is when we do it.
1: Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, thanks for listening um, and hope everybody has like a nice holiday. Ciao. Thanks. Bye.